It's time to talk about MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs, and some of our very own staff members at DNVR are taking MSU online classes this summer. Uh, Ali Monroy and Harrison Wind, you can reach out to either of them with preliminary questions if you have them. One of MSU's mantras, MSU Denver Online, is learn to lead the change. MSU Denver Services at Denver is a, stu- is a steward of the community. They believe in value without compromise. And uh, look, if you're thinking about taking a gap year, or your plans change or whatever, their mission never does. Use, their, get, use your gap year to maximize your skills. Take advantage of MSU Denver Online. Super engaged teachers that are extremely responsive to emails, questions, and concerns. The course content is highly relevant. And of course, right now, it's as convenient as ever. We're all living at home. Um, you can learn from home right now. You do not have to choose. MSU Denver Online. Check it out. Go Roadrunners. Coming back to your old team and uh, the city I love so well. I mean, it was a great feeling for me. Get him on count. You're trying to put a nugget. I'm back home, you know. I feel as comfortable as I ever felt before in my life. Deep cut there. One of my, one of my, I had to do a McDice. I wanted to do a McDice video, and that was like the only video of McDice on YouTube. I was like, didn't he, didn't he explicitly like reject coming back to Denver the last time that he was traded back here? I think it was Dempsey could clear this up. I think it was after that. It was an even uglier split. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Wait, you got to wait for me to introduce our guest. But let's let's introduce the show first. What up? What's happening? It's eight o'clock. It's Thursday night, and it's time for the dnba show at dnvr i'm your host tonight brendan vote no harrison win but i got a uh, two-thirds of the of the usual suspects above me to my left right my right it's eric weedham d-line co what's up guys yeah i miss harrison i gotta be honest i don't feel <laughs> yeah. like like i don't, I don't really I, I feel like we're gonna be like a little less than i don't know how else, how else to put it most of my fuel for this fire is just bullying him while he does that. I know, I know, I know. So I, don't feel, I don't feel good about this at all. Next to Eric with us every time, it's Adam Mara's. Adam, what's up, man? Almost every time. Um, is my hair looking good enough to make up for Harrison not being here? Yes. No. No, no. it's not. <laughs> no, not at all. Did you hop on the Peloton today? We're contractually <laughs> obligated to mention that. We're not alone, though. It will be four of us tonight. Let's welcome in now a very, very special guest, our good friend and reporter slash analyst slash on-air talent, jack of all trades for Altitude Sports. It's Chris Dempsey. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Chris, what's up, man? Yeah, the crowd goes wild. (laughs) No, listen, there's no way that I could take Harrison's spot here, but I will do my level best to try to hold up my end of the bargain. I'm a little offended you even suggested that that was a possibility, frankly. I know. Right away, it was kind of like, you two guys are nice, but Harrison's better, and I don't know if I'm freaking I mean, that's Harrison, baby. We're just happy to have you here, man. I thought I might never see you again, Chris. I'll keep it it 100. that's, it's starting to look that way. And <laughs> without technology, you might never see me. <laughs> I know. I know. It's rough. It's yeah. bad. Technology is living its best life for sure. Oh, my corners. gosh. <laughs> so, so how are you holding up? I know you're busy, you're working, but also a family man. How, what has quarantine done to you and your mental so far? Um, You know what? I, I've held up really well, actually, because, I, you know, I, I think for me, it's been great to, to be around uh, my son. Uh, just it's. You know, I, I you don't know how how much you're gone until mm. you're home all the time, <laughs> and you're like, wow, I'm actually I'm actually really never here. <laughs> so, that's, so, so that is uh, that that's been great. And then outside of that, uh, Altitude's been doing a sports social, sure, yep. yeah, eleven to one each day, which actually just wrapped up today. Today was right. the last day of that. Um, tomorrow will be a best of, and then we'll move on to other things. Um, but uh, so that's kept me busy. 
um, a lot of home workouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think yeah, you've been working totally. out more than I have at home. I, don't, I can't guarantee it, but I have a sneaking suspicion. Yeah, it's crazy how much you work out at home, right, guys? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's such a grind. Um, you're doing my job for me, though. I'm glad you brought up Sports Social because I did want to ask you, since it's, it's coming to its end or close to it, um, mm-hmm. what, what were some of your favorite moments? What were some of the favorite interviews that you, that you got to do? And, and I know it's not all interviews, but just yeah. was there anything cool that came from, from doing television a little bit differently? Uh, yeah, I think there was a lot. You know, I, I think the first thing was we learned is that it's so much easier to get guests on a show like this. It's so mm. much yeah. easier. Um, Even we can as, do it. Yeah, as, as, te- you know? as testament yeah. to the fact that you are here right now. Well, yeah. well, you know, I got to do sit down on a couch and, you know, and. Uh, so, so, so that was good. I, I think that's a platform that we're going to continue to use at altitude. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, in some fashion, as we go forward, even when things get back to normal, whenever that is. Um, I, listen, I, I uh, one of my favorites was uh, Rateliff and Michael Malone. Yeah. <laughs> in the same space. Uh, that that was a really really fun conversation with those two, uh, with those two, and um, you know to see another side of Michael Malone was really good. Uh, you know, for me personally, we don't really interact a ton with the Avs talent or yeah. oh, the right. Rapids talent. And so to be able to do that was so much fun. Yeah, I had no idea how funny these guys were. Right. How it were. It was just, yeah, so it was just each day it was a lot of fun. So, I, I you know, one, it kept us busy and it kept us from being furloughed. <laughs> but, uh, two, That's number one. Two, and two and yeah, three, maybe. Right, and two and three. Uh, but it was a, just a great platform I think we'll continue to use. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's you're coming from a traditional television background. For us, I think when we go on to the internet, we can sort of lean into our, yeah, I guess, different approach, different foundation. Um, was it a challenge for you? At all? It almost feels like, to me, the harder you, you try to do television on the internet, the harder it becomes. And so you have to try to find some sweet spot. It, was it challenging for you guys at all? Uh, well, for me, it, it was just, you know, it was, you know, it, it wasn't that much different. You know, it, it reminded me of a radio show. So, I, you know, yeah. for, mm. uh, years ago, I used to host a radio show on 104.3 The Fan. And so um, it, this reminded me a lot of that. It's just that my face was on a camera as well. Um, <laughs> but behind the scenes, yeah, it was very different. And all of the, the moving parts and all the producers and everybody that had to put that together um, it was, especially in the beginning, a, a real challenge and a lot of trial and error. And, you know, by the time we started to get smooth and get it right, but, and we're done. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, it's, um, it's different for us, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I think what I've learned is traditional television people, and obviously I come from a writing background, right. but traditional television people, it's, it's very difficult to, you know, for them to wrap their minds around, everything not looking perfect, everything yeah. not sound, you know, and, but yet that's the world we live in. We live in FaceTime world. We live in Skype yeah. and Zoom and everything else. And nothing looks perfect anymore. Precise. And it's okay. Um, and so to get them from a space where, oh my gosh, this isn't the, the perfect thing to, okay, just relax and breathe. The, the show got <laughs> out. It was fun. It was entertaining. And, you know, I thought, I think that was probably the, one of the biggest challenges for sure. That's I think there might be more forgiveness now from, audiences than ever before in that regard mm-hmm. because like you said everybody's used to facetiming people and zooming and doing everything else that's not perfect so it's like hey we don't we don't need our media to always be perfect if it's if it's not television yeah it just looks like everything else and yep. you know and you know I, I think there's a you know there's a, a little bit more of a real quality to that anyway you know yeah it doesn't everything doesn't have to be so buttoned up and yep. um yeah. you know we're real people and you know we listen we make mistakes we don't make you know it just but to, to have all that out there in a real way, I think is is uh, people appreciate that a lot. Can I tell you guys? I, this is why I like Bob Dylan. He doesn't sound perfect. I'm telling you. I I've never find brought, a way. I have never Who brought Bob Dylan right up on this show. This is the first time ever. It is. I'm a mile. <laughs> I'll take one time. I'm breaking my silence. So, wait, wait, wait. so, so you like Bob Dylan because it uh, was a lead into the imperfection of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like it because oh, okay. it's so real, and that's oh, the whole yeah. point. Is you feel like it's like somebody really spilling their heart out there. And it's You're like, like hey, man, that sounded awful, but that was so real. <laughs> but that was so, so real. real. So real. You know I the like my favorite part. Please, oh, please. 
No, well, I was going to say, my favorite part of uh, the the pandemic progression as it relates to media is, like, as soon as the quarantine started, everyone was, like, in their bathrobes, like, even, <laughs> like, in the news, they're just, like, they're, like, whatever, like, nobody <laughs> like, And then it's, like, slowly gotten back to where, like, people are starting to, like, dress up at least a little bit, like, trying yeah. to get their, their like, backgrounds. But uh, at, at first, it was just, like... Man, I don't know. Like on the news, they're like, "It's things are bad. What do you want?" <laughs> You're never getting a haircut. Yeah, yeah no, I know. They were like, "It was the, the yeah." The social contract was just signed that we were. Yeah, it's like everyone just gives up. We don't care. <laughs> I'm just stoked. Polished and perfect were never really on the table for me. So everything's been brought to my level, and I feel very comfortable yeah. these days. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's all good. It's, it's business as usual for you, huh? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can tell by the shirt. Like my approach is a little loose. I, think. I'll, I'll conf- I have a confession. When we were on the zoom call with michael malone the other day usually when you hop on those things you pick with your mic is on and if your video is on so i just yeah. assume my video would be off for this thing and i had a timberwolf shirt on it's just like so when i clicked on there and i was Wait, like what hold on let's dig into that a little bit what <laughs> I, so I used to this was like five years ago i used to just buy i think i had a rule where i'd buy three new t-shirts every NBA season, and it would be three okay. random teams. Just, just still, I had a full collection, so I probably have like fifteen different NBA teams. Most of them are like pajamas okay. now, you know. But <laughs> we got those sweet shirts in Portland last year, sure, and I haven't yeah. been able to wear them. But the pandemic, I've been busting yeah. out. <laughs> what, a, what a strange rule for yourself, I have to say. I, uh, man, so, I, love, I love the NBA. What can I say? <laughs> Chris, it's obviously, no ba- one it's about uh, basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, no one has uh, seen much of anyone, but have you gotten to spend any time talking to the players outside of those those kind of shared media calls? Do you have any sense of, of just a, the collective mindset and how excited they are to get after it? Only the ones that we were able to get on the sports social show. So um, that was only maybe a handful. And then Katie did a, a few more on the Nuggets Happy Hours. So right. um, that's really the only interaction that we've had with with the players you know in an in-depth way um and it seems like that they were all in good spirits and ready you know ready to play um a few of them had you know like gym arrangements i mean michael porter jr had a gym arrangement in um columbia in missouri where he went back to missouri so um you know a couple of them were able to just you know really get in there and improve their game and keep themselves in really good shape so uh, so that was good um but i do know i mean you know i from what I'm hearing, I mean, they're all really ready to play, um, you know, outside of some of the other concerns, uh, you know, whether it be socially or COVID wise, um, you know, this, this team is, you know, they felt like they were, well, they weren't in a fantastic space when the, when the season was suspended, but, right. nope. but they, no, they felt weren't. like they were one of the better teams and want to get back to that. What it's weird think- going back to that because you say that, because it's true. I felt like the month of January and the early part of February was maybe the most positive portion of the season the all-star break happened and then they, like, to your point there was a little bit of kind of it felt like clunkiness kind of getting to go but it, it was march you know or, or it was early there was so much time that I, it, you almost completely throw that out except for that's how the season ended so it just lingers right. and it, it almost feels like so you just said that when they ended it maybe wasn't the best do you feel like that matters at all or is that so far long ago that it literally doesn't make any difference now um, I think it matters. I do okay. because you know I, you know I, I think it's going to be obviously hard to predict what any of these teams are going to actually look like just because the layoff has been so long. But the the last time we saw any of these teams, what you know, what were they doing? And for the Nuggets, they were busy going five and five in, in, in ten games, and um, defensively was rickety, and yeah. turnovers were just by the boatloads. And so, yeah, you know, I, I think you have to remember where you came from in that respect. Because no. those things cannot have possibly happen um, in Orlando if what you're saying you want to do is win an NBA championship. And so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't think they 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 should dwell on it. But the turnover thing wasn't new, <laughs> you know. That's that, that's <laughs> something that's kind of been in and out a part of their personality yeah, for a long time. Thing. So they have to get that addressed. Yeah. To me, it seems like a, a possibly much needed break for. Um, two of Denver's best and most important players, Jamal Murray physically, who was, of course, banged up, um, never really got right after that collision with Ben Simmons. Um, To my understanding, he gets an extended break now. 
and Jokic, who mentally had to enter playoff mode there for a couple of months. You know, the, the, the seven in Utah being sort of the peak of what was really a nadir in terms of, like, physical health of the team, how, how with it everyone yeah. was mentally. And he went into, like, a, a Super Saiyan mode, you know. And we could see by the end of the regular season that he was really kind of starting to, to seem a little grinded down, a little withered down. And so for him, maybe a much-needed mental break, and, and he can enter the playoffs back in that mentality. Well, and, and also you you have guys like Paul Millsap who's basically managing himself sure. uh, over the course yep. of the season, so he gets to you know fully come back you know however you know how good ever ever good he's feeling. Um, you have Michael Porter Jr. who basically right out you know and I know in our interview basically admitted to saying hey listen, uh, my ankle was hurting so bad that I just couldn't you know be myself yep. out there on the basketball court. So he comes back fully healthy and you know the the, the, the I think the thing the players that I would. Uh, Worry is, a, is is too strong of a word, but we'll just use it. Um, are the ones who maybe started slow, started to really figure it out, and now what do you do after mm. three months of a layoff? And Gary Harris would be right at the top yeah, of that list. I mean, that point. guy was shooting over fifty percent from the field, yeah. and the three point line in those ten games after the All Star break, after starting off super slow. So, right. can he recreate that in any real way? Yes. Um, you know, in Orlando. That's a great point and a great question. It wouldn't be a DNVR Nuggets podcast if I didn't take some time to talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, we've talked a lot about various different kinds of Breck brews, the Vanilla Porter Jr., the Mile High City, the Strawberry Sky. Well, you can try a bunch of them at once right now. We're really pushing this Breckenridge Brewery 15-can sampler pack, or as fans of the show know, we like to call it the Jokic Pack. 15 beers, the Vanilla Porter Jr., the Hot Peak IPA, the Avalanche Amber Ale, Strawberry Sky, and the Copper Lager. So check that out. Uh, use the Breck Beer Locator if you're not sure where to get it. Or you can just order from them directly. But Breck Brewery, official beer of DNVR. And if we're keeping it real, it's some damn good beer. Check them out. And hey, it's not just a holiday weekend coming up. It's a tournament weekend on WGT Golf. World Golf Tour at DNVR. This weekend, please join us as we celebrate our first holiday on the course together. It's time for the Fours of July, a best of par fours tournament. Entry begins on Saturday and Sunday at 8 p.m. To download it, head to thednvr.com slash WGT golf. You can find that on our website as well, that link. If you have not joined yet, what you want to do is, is once you've signed up, once you've downloaded the app, you want to search for our country club. Search DNVR2. We've had some overflow. Our first clubhouse is full already. So search DNVR2, same tournament, same entry process, same prizes. It mirrors that first clubhouse, and that's how you'll enter on Saturday. So give it a shot. Post your high score. Talk some trash. See if you can beat Mars and win. Uh, they think they're good. Win's pretty good. Adam, Adam's good. He's not quite as good as he thinks he is, but he's a threat every time. So post your score. See how you do. It should be a good time. So we will talk a little more about the Nuggets specifically here later on in the show, but we do have to get to a little bit of news, guys. Uh, just an hour ago, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted, this is um, this is a Jackie McMullen report, though. Um, oh, excuse me, I have my tweets messed up. Just an hour ago, Woj tweeted, uh, after a positive test for the coronavirus and the Los Angeles Clippers traveling party headed to Orlando next week, the organization has closed its practice facility to players and staff as a precaution today. Sources tell ESPN. So, Chris, obviously, we know the Nuggets went through the same thing this same week. Thing. Does this news sort of change your perspective at all on the bubble? We've been asking all of our guests that are. I mean, again, the NBA also kind of planned for this and built this time period in. So, where, right. what's your perspective on this? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, it's it's hard to know. Like I, you know, you know, I, the NBA did. You know, this is the buffer time for this kind of stuff to happen, um, and then still teams to get down there, and then, quite frankly. You have 20 days down in Orlando for maybe even something else to happen yeah. and to get players or staff healthy before Please. play actually begins. You know, you, you, you contrast that with the MLS and you have this, uh, the, the Dallas FC team, like nine players right. after they got to Orlando yeah. tested positive. Well, guess yep. what? They play in a week. So, you know, that's, <laughs> uh, that, you know, it's, it's tough. So I think the NBA built some of this in. Um, I, I think what they do not want to happen is all this testing to happen this week get these teams on a plane and then get them down to Orlando, then all of a sudden you start popping up with more positive tests right when you're supposed to say, we're healthy, we're in a bubble, and now right. we're good. Yeah, um, I think that they wouldn't want that, but if it does happen, they do have 
uh, some time to, to figure it out. Um, you know, I, I, this was never going to be uh, an exact science. And, you know, I'm crossing my fingers that what yeah. doesn't happen is that, you know, there are enough significant COVID-related uh, missed games that you start altering, you know, what the, the picture of, of what might happen um, in right. terms of who should be winning, which teams are actually right. better versus who's actually winning the games anyway. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I think these teams are doing the right thing. You know, let's just shut it down and then just get on a plane. Get your people healthy. Get on a plane. You're not, these aren't real practices anyway. I was you just going to ask you that, man, if you think that this missed time it really matters, given no. the, the nature of what those practices would have been. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're getting shots up. That's, I mean, yeah, that's right. yeah. it. I mean, you might – listen, there might be some conditioning involved, obviously. But so what? Again, you have – 20 days when you get down to Orlando sure. to continue conditioning and then be practicing five on five as well. So, um, no, I don't think these matter at all. The, the, the time that they miss here at all. That's why these teams are so, it's so easy for them to close it down because, you know, it's, this is just extra work. I right. think the toughest, maybe not the toughest, but one of the toughest sort of segments of this entire bubble is going to be next Tuesday through Thursday, the first 48 hours there in which, all the players and coaching staff, everybody there has to stay in their rooms for two days. It's like yeah. that's also part of the protocol, and I think perhaps different from what the MLS is doing. So when everybody arrives, if somebody is positive that has not yet been tested, they get two days inside the bubble by themselves before they can kind of – I think those two days are going to be really tough. That's – I don't want to like go overboard here, but being alone in your hotel room for two yeah. full days is – that's – that's tough. Well, well, think about where we entered this this uh, uh, this this program today, and that was talking about hey, what do you have? How's how's quarantine going to be treating you? And that's just three months, and and we're able to at least move around a little, right? right. Yeah. Even, even if you can't go and necessarily always go in a restaurant, but um, you know that is different. Yeah, <laughs> stay right here in this one spot, and and you know no matter how luxurious the rooms are, and they will be luxurious, right? Uh, it's still a confined space. And then not only that, then how do you do that, uh, replicate that over, you know, to whatever degree over months, weeks, and then months? I, you know, I don't know where you guys feel about this, but I, I think that's I, – I do think every every player and coach that has said this might – forget the asterisks. This right. This might be one of the toughest championships ever to win. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I don't know what you guys think. I, yeah, where's the lie? Exactly. <laughs> No, I, I 100% think it's going to be the hardest. When people talk about asterisks, I think they're, I, I think what people are really saying is that the outcome is probably or has a great chance of being different from what it would have been before. But yeah. to your point, everybody's equal in this. There's not like, well, it's different. An asterisk to me means, oh, so, so-and-so got hurt and this other team won and they might not have happened. In this scenario, everybody's starting at least on an even playing field, really, really tough, almost impossible circumstances, and they all have to endure it. So... <laughs> I, yeah. I understand both sides of that argument, but um, I do yeah. agree that it's going to be the hard. It's going to be incredibly hard. Yeah, yeah to me, asterisk doesn't mean less than. It just means different. It's yeah. like you, you should you should evaluate this differently than you are all the wins around it for whatever reason. Yeah, but I, I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe it, may, it could be easier if you're just like forced to uh, focus on basketball. Maybe there's something about that, like just being able to drown out the other. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm I think just that saying. it would have the opposite effect. I almost it's did. possible. It really I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying one way. It's just like, obviously, there's just no way to actually understand what this is like unless you're True. in yeah. it. And nobody's, been, yeah. nobody's ever done anything like this. Um, I'm very, very interested to see like what the actual basketball looks like, if it feels like NBA basketball, if it looks like, you know, like a weird stripped-down summer league. It, like... Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's weird, if you just hear the squeaks on the floor and stuff, like, I don't know. I don't know what to make of any of it. Like, I, I mean, I obviously cannot wait until it starts, but. Well, uh, uh, speaking of summer league, if you think bubble number one is going to be a little weird, <laughs> yeah, right. I've got some news for you guys. Uh, so the original tweet I referenced, this is a Jackie McMullen report, which is not on Twitter. Won't you put it out there? The NBA is closing in on signing off on a second bubble end quote in Chicago for the eight teams that were not invited to play in Orlando, enabling many training camps and subsequent games against other clubs with a target date of September. 
Um, seven of the eight non-playoff teams participated in a call Thursday with league officials. The Knicks were the lone team to not be represented on that call. And I was surprised about that. <laughs> they're, they're, they're interviewing so head coaching careful. candidates, and they have enough time with doing that when it's the only only thing on their plate. It's hard enough for them. Uh, but on that call, the league sought assurances from those teams that they will send their players if the league moves forward with this bubble format. Chris, just what? open floor general reaction to the idea oh, of, a, of an additional bubble. Uh, there's too, it's too many bubbles. It's too many. <laughs> so many bubbles. <laughs> just, one know, bubble I, uh, was pushing it. Yeah, yeah. One bubble was pushing it. We're going to do two. Uh, you know, I, you know, for the teams, I, I would really, I, I wonder what the teams, th- there's two things. One is the TV money, and there's still that out there that they want to be able to get uh, some piece of that pie as well. So I get it from that standpoint. O- outside of that, the only other thing, that I think makes halfway a little bit of sense is if these teams played nothing until December, then their last game would have been in March. Yeah, oh, yeah that's a good such point. Such a long time to not play basketball. You have to play some sort of competitive basketball in the meantime. So um, maybe getting a little bit in. But if you're the Golden State Warriors and you're Steph Curry, why do you? What, what do you want to play? This? Oh, right. You do not want to play this. <laughs> you know, if you're the Atlanta Hawks, maybe you do want to play in this because maybe you just want to get your guys some run. Um, Generally, I think, gosh, wow, there's, you know, I, I get why they're doing it. I understand money continues to be the drive, you know, the driving force between of course uh, of, of everything. And, you know, and, and you want to get your guys some work, but it just seems like it's too many bubbles. Is this money? Is this, is there money in the second bubble? Is because I, Adam Silver talked about how the first bubble wasn't necessarily as profitable as people thought. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the same type of money, but it wouldn't yeah. be zero, and that's okay. you know, yeah. that's, yes. so yeah, you know, that's. <laughs> I'm sure these games that they'll play will be put will be broadcast somewhere. And obviously, the ratings will be, but that's, they're not getting money off of ratings. They're just getting money off of them being on television. Period. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, you know, there there will be. It just won't be a total loss. It's what some yeah. of these don't want to, to have to absorb. If we think back to the Nuggets in 2016, so you had Jokic for one season and he kind of surprised everybody. You know, you didn't know he was the cornerstone then. And then if you had to go 10 months without playing right. Moutier and Jamal Murray and all of the guys that you had acquired, you had to go that long without it. I think the entire thing would have unfolded completely differently. Whereas if you were to have sort of this bubble, you know, this bubble idea at that point, maybe the Nurkic Jokic experiment happens in that time and you get mm-hmm. data points and you say, okay, and then you move on. So for me, it, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be universally beneficial to every team that goes, but I do imagine if you were a young team and you really don't know what you have in your players, even just four games inside of a bubble will really help you to evaluate and move forward and make decisions. So from that regard, mm-hmm. I, I think it probably helps a little tiny bit. But not doing it, I think, would have hurt a whole lot because the mm-hmm. 10-month break is just so long. I mean, not doing it, it certainly would have been would have been um, less than ideal, but it's still hard to look at this as, like, a viable solution. I mean, it certainly makes it harder for them to market bubble number one as <laughs> sports are important and sports matter. It makes it harder because this isn't, this isn't the safest possible plan, right? This is, of no. course, some middle ground that enables them to, to tap into some of that lost money. Any additional bubbles is just involving more people than needs to be involved, which is inherently risky. Um, And also, man, guys, if if players are having a hard enough time deciding if they want to go to this first bubble and compete for a title, I mean, what impending free agents or guys dealing with injuries or people who are just generally unsure of of how to play this, who's going to go to this? Yeah, it seems like opt out central, right? <laughs> right, that's what I would. This is like that. It's like the NBA NIT that they're putting in. Like, yeah, exactly. there's like. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you're right about that. You're right about that. I wouldn't expect, you know, I wouldn't expect veterans. Yeah, that are yeah. No, right. to, but you know, if you if you have young players that you want to continue to develop, this is a nice little. At least you can get other competition. You know, you can get <laughs> yeah, other players on the court. Um, and get them some experience that way while, as Adam um, uh, remarks, you know, get, getting them a little bit, seeing what you have, uh, yeah, right. a little bit more of what you have. Yeah, yeah it really is so, like yeah. summer. It is like summer league too, right? The, the electric yes. boogaloo. Like, yeah. well, they, I, I even <laughs> think that the idea is that the format is going to be like summer league. Play would oh. be similar to summer league format. The specific parameters still being. I hope they get 10 so. fouls. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten thousand is the greatest part of summer. Yeah. You, know what, you know what? I hope. I hope they continue the tradition of of putting people in hotel rooms based on seating, and that you yeah, get I like. Know. You, we need a grand destino in in yeah. wherever the couple's going. The only, drink. Only it can't yeah. be as nice as the grand destino in the no. yacht. It has to be what below is? those ones. Even so, like, there that's has true. To get, you're there. And the yeah, Knicks you can't just find like yourself in a to, better situation. The Knicks just have to camp somewhere yeah. down the town. Like just you wouldn't even, weren't even on the call. So yeah, like, yeah, no, it'll be like the Drake and then like Prospect Park. Like those like, So no Harrison, so no live reads tonight. We'll do those in post, but we do. Eric, oh. have to get to our DraftKings pick of the week. Oh, oh I can't baby. wait. Are you ready to tell the people what to do with their money? Yeah, absolutely. First off, I mean, what better way to spend your money than to have me tell you exactly what to do? That's what I always say. (laughs) This is the best way. I mean, just in life in general. I have other tips, but specifically when it comes to how you might bet it on the DraftKings Sportsbook, we've got an odds boost this weekend for Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, lauded hero of America, champion, hot dog eating phenom is going to obviously be in the competition. He's a, I mean, he's obviously going to win the competition. The question is, can Joey Chestnut eat more than 74 hot dogs? Which should not be a question on the table. In an amount of, and I I literally don't even know the time period, but like I said before, 74 hot dogs for me, one calendar year is the amount of time. I don't even come close to it in one calendar year. What's the most he's ever eaten? Do we know? 72. Oh, okay. 72. Oh, well, oh, is that right? Let me see yeah, here. So, back in 2008. I see somebody did their research for the yeah, yeah, I'm about to it. <laughs> Somebody left no stone unturned for the, uh, the hot dog. Oh, hold on. Here. 2018, he got 74. Last year, though, he slipped up a little uh-huh. bit. Only 71. Some, so the real question here. Yeah. Rhyme, I don't know. The real question here is Joey Chestnut still in his prime. Can he push... Yeah. himself right. See, that's so beyond two, that's the question two things yeah this is the question for you chris so if you have five to ten minutes on this no, i'm just kidding um so here here's my theory here's my take america yeah. needs joy chestnut now more oh, than yeah. ever and he's gonna de- and he's gonna deliver he's gonna deliver 78 hot dogs I was, gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say of all the things as a society we have reevaluated their importance yeah. during this time. Like I'm glad that the hot dog eating contest like still no, happening. Essential. Gotta <laughs> have it. <laughs> well so let's go. So what do you, what are you guys where are you guys? Are you pr- above 70, 74 American hero or oh, American below. disappointment? Joey Chestnut does yeah, not hit seventy four vote. I'm below. What do you, think? Oh, you said seventy eight. Above Chris. I'm filled with hope this evening. What do we got here? Uh, I'm going 70. I'm going oh, like well yeah, below, well below. Out. Well, there's a bet for you as well. You just don't get the odds boost from DraftKings, but you can still make money. <laughs> I did. Listen, I did buy DraftKings stock. So oh, oh, there you go. That is all right. A, uh, that's nice. I will make. Yeah, hot fire. <laughs> Friend of DNVR after all. <laughs> yeah, I think I might bang that under. I don't feel good about it. I think Joey Chestnut's best days have passed him. Um, I think he'll just... Start eating food in normal quantities again. Sadly, so. this is like, I don't want to hear it, and I don't believe it. This is like when Jordan hit sixty-nine points in the playoff, and then it was like the over/under for the next game is also sixty-nine. Like, come on, man! Like, that's, that's he might have fifty. He might have fifty-five, but I don't know if we're going you know what? back world records here. When I look into Joey Chestnut's eyes, I see something that Michael Jordan didn't have. So sodium. The over/under is his career high. His career. Not only is it his career high. It's a the world high. Wait, so the world high is the pick of the week. No human the under is that what we're saying? <laughs> no human has ever eaten this many hot dogs in the amount of time that I don't know where it is, what it is because I didn't so research good. it. These days, the sports landscape is constantly evolving, and this week is no different. Luckily for all of us sports fans, DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app has us covered. For a limited time, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. This week is full of action from golf to European soccer, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Head to the app now and check out the special odds and promotions that will be available throughout the week to help you make it rain. DraftKings Sportsbook is a U.S. Ba- sportsbook is a U.S.-based, making it safe secure and reliable it's not like those sketchy offshore betting companies that you may or may not have used in the past that i may or may not have used myself this is safe this is secure this is reliable plus it's easy to deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want 
to top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering their best sign-up offer to date right now. You do not want to miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DNVR when you sign up. That's code DNVR to get your sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first match bet, first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Right, we, we pivot now to the real reason we've all convened. The meat on the bone of tonight's show. An open, an open-ended question. What do you miss most about the Denver Nuggets? Chris, I don't know if this is putting you on the spot, but I'll go to you first since you're our guest. What do I miss most about the Denver Nuggets? Um, maybe, uh, maybe it's just watching the. You know, they play such a unique style of basketball. I really love their offense. You know, I, I really just from a just aesthetically, like yeah. I, I just think it's really a, a beautiful offense. Um, so in that respect, I guess I'm, I'm, I miss Nikola Jokic. I miss the pick and roll. I miss the more than anything interchangeable, basically uh, two man action. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, I, you know, I, I have a lot of fun watching their offense. I have a lot of fun watching it back on film. It's, it's. Um, so I miss that maybe the most. Eric, yeah. what about you, brother? Well, as you know, the Nuggets are central in my universe in a way that's probably unhealthy. Uh, not as unhealthy as eating 74 hot dogs in an <laughs> undetermined amount of time. Probably true. But I do miss um, I miss hopping on my personal electric scooter, uh, puttering on down to the Pepsi Center, getting a pizza and then a beer in yeah. an aluminum cup that I take home every time. Uh, and then I just sit and I, I boo Nurkic. Yeah. Or who, it doesn't even have to be Nurkic. It can be whoever whoever the, he looks the great, person by on the way. The, Video of him, he looks very thin. I don't want to know that. I know I'm stealing your spotlight here, Eric, but can I tell you, there's so many athletes that look great right now. I know. This Zion like, looks real good. Yeah, this is about Zion, '99, where yeah, Zion looked like a Terminator. Like everybody looks like they're in the uh, best shape of their Zion, life. It's crazy. Zion looks phenomenal. I mean, there, was, there, there were there, there were like delts there and everything. I was, I was like, oh my god. I love that we're I love that we're surprised. He's like yeah, uh, t- twenty so, or whatever. His neck was like the what? strongest no. neck I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, but I'll say this, because there's a lot of, you know, right about the time that, you know, there was a lot of spotlight on Nikola Jokic um, in terms of his conditioning and shape. Uh, you know, I, I was t- having this discussion with somebody and I said, you know, the, the thing about it is, is there's going to be a lot of athletes that have um, leaned down stories because you have no access to super heavy weights in a gym. Mm. So uh. teams are sending, you know, equipment home or Peloton bikes. equipment to the, it's like <laughs> exercise bikes and bands of what, yes. Mm. Ridiculous. Look at that. Yo, he looks like a superhero. That's yeah, he looks crazy. like really does. That's crazy. That's crazy. But, but that, yeah, I mean, even, even me, like, I only have 10 pound weights here. So what are you I don't doing with you. you? All you can <laughs> yeah, do you is look, you look, <laughs> you look, thirty you at look least. Defla- yeah, you look deflated and you, you just very small, Chris. <laughs> uh, <it's> just, <laughs> you need to get I, these I, bigger weights. <laughs> I have lost six pounds myself. Oh, oh wow, so that's yes, a tough so time. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, body weight workouts—they're great. I love them. They're actually changing the way that I'm going to work out, even after all this is over. But. It's not going to put weight on you. Yeah. And so you're going to have a lot of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Wow. you know, James Harden was another guy, you know. Yeah. Who's, but so I think we're just going to see a bunch of slim down NBA players. I, 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 I don't think that that's what it's going to I think exactly that's what's going to be. Yeah. Which is a great sort of prism to view the, the skinny Jokic thing through because I think the sort of counter to this being good news is maybe he needs that way to throw around and push guys around. It seems but like also, we might I don't be. Think he lost that much weight. Really? Wow! The oh, from when we day. saw him last. That's from when we saw him last. This is a five pepper take right here. <laughs> yes, I, I don't. I wow. Don't. <laughs> from, okay, so, so the last time we last time we saw him was in Dallas. Oh, I he, see where you're going with this. He was okay. probably two eighty five, two eighty. Oh, I got you. Him. Okay, he's in yeah. Really good shape. He yeah. was already right. on his way. Yeah, exactly. I'll take the peppers off. It's not that hot of a take. Yeah, yeah. If he lost ten pounds, okay. 
Right, right. From, right. But he was in really good shape when we last saw him. So. Everybody's contrasting the pictures in Serbia to the that. And by the way, his media day picture—he was uh. overweight. There's no question. But yeah. he was also sitting in that chair, kind of like <laughs> in the perfect way. He he was heavy. He was overweight. I'm not. It was a tough angle, but he was it also was three hundred pounds. <laughs> well, it was a tough angle of his fat. Several <laughs> tough angle photos of him. <laughs> Remember, of course, the season he had lost twenty pounds. Of course, right. yep. at least, yeah, yeah. So easy. If he loses enough, see, that's why it couldn't be. Wow, he lost so much weight because she's. If he lost fifteen or twenty more pounds off of that, yeah, forty pound loss from the start of the season. That's not what this is. He looked. He looked um, pretty crazy in those vids. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it probably couldn't be any more than ten from the last time we saw. Him. And if uh, your theory is true, Chris, that we're going to see a lot of lean guys coming back, then yeah, doesn't matter, right? That he lost ten pounds. So. Well, I'm, not, I'm not, not for the most part, you know. I mean, yeah. Ooh, look at this graphic. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. wow, that media day look is rough. That is, yeah, that, look that, at Mark. She is looking great. Yeah. That uh, I mean, that straight on angle is pretty rough on media day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he was skinny on media day. I'm just saying the one photo was like everything came together to make the perfect terrible photo. It's a very unflattering, directly in front of him shot. <laughs> what do I miss most about the Nugget season? Trying to see the scale when Jokic steps on. Just trying to get a peek. It's so weird. So weird. My, our job is, is very weird. Yeah, uh, you guys are I, never I going back. Is, I think on Twitter, you said something like. The, the weight loss wasn't the biggest uh, wasn't the biggest surprise to you. It was his wardrobe? Yeah, strong agree. Like, so strong agree. That's what I was thinking. Looking <laughs> <laughs> great. Skinny <laughs> jeans. <laughs> this is such a Bob Dylan take. For sure, he looks great. Yeah, it is. You know, though, when you get like maybe a new pair of shoes or a new new suit just where you have like something brand new and you're kind of like got a little strut to you or whatever like oh, that yeah. was totally yo. he was in that place just kind of like he had so much energy he was floating yeah. i recognize yeah. that i relate to that that's that my first shopping trip in two years yeah like, oh, like, oh, i forgot baby. about this maybe oh, I should baby. you're like these watermelons are new yeah that's right that's right what i um what i miss most guys i i when Watching any sport team, I think my favorite part is sometimes you catch these moments live where it was like, man, you had to have been there. You had yeah. to have been there yep. either in the building or watching live. And then we love to go to our, our, our respective communities and, and kind of live it up together. With the Nuggets, I think that's really compounded and magnified by the fact that that might literally be true. No one else is watching. And so <laughs> there are these moments like I think of the MPJ game in Indiana and I think of the seven in Utah. And to me, there is a loose, vague thing that they have in common, which is just that feeling of, I am so damn lucky that I sat down to watch this game oh, totally. or attended this game live tonight. Mm-hmm. There's something, yeah. too, like, people always talk about the NBA. They're like, oh, you know, there's games in February. There's 80 games. I'm like, there's 80 games. Yeah, there's some in February. It's like, <laughs> that's amazing. I, like, I wish there was one every night. Like, they're yeah, never I, boring to me. I'm so glad you brought this up because this is my biggest point. When people talk about shortening the season because guys this or that, I'm always like, I, it makes sense if you want it to be like these guys at the top playing the hardest for whatever, 60 games. But I'm like, do we really want to get rid of 22 games? I love no. games. No. They're awesome. <laughs> games are, yeah, people, people get into this weird thing where they act like, the only reason to play the NBA season is to determine the champion yeah, as though yeah. being right. entertained along the way possesses no value. Like it's all like we, we own like that. The NBA must d- determine the champion is our, it is the right of the NBA. The, the reason for the NBA, it's like, yeah. no, the NBA is like here to entertain us. And right. then that, uh, whatever. So yeah. uh, bring back the NBA. I miss it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I do too. No, I, 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 I totally agree with that take. You know, it's, you know, there are so many good moments over the course of the season. I mean, the best. Brady, you're just talking about a couple of them. I mean, you know, the, the Magnificent Seven in Utah was ridiculous. All-timer. All-time moment, right? Um, hitting 22 three-pointers in Milwaukee oh. after oh. after having arrived at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, man. So you know, true. <laughs> like, so, you know, the, there are these. The Philly comeback. That you, yeah. Oh, that shot. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, no, I, I completely agree, man. Those those moments are what it's all about for me. All right, well, let's move on. That seems like a natural transition. Uh, Why are you surprised? You're the one that stopped it. That- yeah, I don't know. I'm the host. I'm in full control of this. We'll move to a brief discussion, guys, about one of my favorite stories of the year. Um, 
I'm going to read a, a short excerpt from a, a Sports Illustrated article written by Nick Selby. Uh, Jonathan Irons, man helped by Maya Moore after wrongful conviction, freed from prison. After serving more than 20 years in prison for a crime he did not commit, Jonathan Irons was finally released on Wednesday. Irons, 40 years old, was serving a 50-year sentence on charges of burglary and assault for a crime that took place when he was 16 years old. His case for a retrial and eventual overturned conviction was aided by WNBA star Maya Moore. Maya walked away from her, her playing career in 2019 to dedicate her time to prison ministry work. In January, she announced she was skipping the 2020 season to well, mute focus that sound, mute that. on, oh, uh, on criminal justice reform. So, I mean, I just mostly want to start by, by saying this is one of my favorite stories of all time. And mm -hmm. as a, a younger fan of sports, I really struggle to find examples as I search for, for anything that really compares to this. So to my understanding, Maya Moore was not just at her peak, but arguably the best woman's player alive, one yes. of the best players on the planet. Yes. And as we have a league full of players that are contemplating putting off a postseason to, to be about something bigger than themselves and bigger than basketball, I feel like we just have to take some time to appreciate this woman who did that, who, who put her money where her mouth is and then some. And, and I don't know about you guys, but I, I mean, I can't even fathom what it would be like if LeBron, for example, were to do something like this. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is, um, this is big time. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And, you know, Maya Moore, I remember uh, last year, the reports when she uh, was saying that she wasn't going to come back. At first she was thinking about it, and then it was full on. Listen, she has a, a, a different calling and she was going to follow that. And to see this be, you know, uh, the outcome or one of the outcomes uh, of that is, is amazing. And when you're talking about doing a, a making a difference, um, you know, this is what that looks like. And it's identifying what you need to identify. Then it's nonstop working until yeah. you get to that, until you get to that goal, to that conclusion, to that solution. Um, you know, it's not all going to be as, um, you know, as flashy as this is. And for her, I'm sure that that is, she's not thinking of it that way. I mean, there's a lot of course, hard yeah. work, yeah. Many, probably many nights yeah. where she thought, I don't know if this is ever going to happen um, to get this, to this outcome. But, but yeah, this is what you're talking about when you're talking about working. And when, and this is what the, some of the players are talking about. And this is why I couldn't be mad um, at uh, e even when Kyrie Irving and um, uh, Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard. Yeah. yeah. You know, basically it held, held the big Zoom call with uh, over 100 players and basically just raised the issue. Hey, do, do, do we really want to do this? Do you really want to go down? Or do you really want to get back into your community and see what you can do? Um, it was a worthwhile question to be asked and it was a worthwhile subject to be vetted out among mm -hmm. them well uh, because, uh, you know, there are issues. There are, uh, you know, th things that you want to get done in your community and are you going to be able to do them? So. Uh, Maya Moore, wow, you know, it's just a wow moment. And, uh, you know, I know these guys are, are looking to do similar things. And so we'll just see how that all plays itself out. Yeah. Do we know, what, what, do, what is the relationship there? Like, what, why did Maya Moore get involved in this specific case? Uh, we... She just knew about the case, you know. And I see. it was just as simple as this guy was wrongfully incarcerated. And right. he was there for years. Yeah. Years. Nobody was fighting for him, or very few people. I didn't see nobody, obviously. That's, that's probably not true. And um, she she comes people, from a family with a fairly deep involvement in, in prison ministry, so this is yeah. a, a world and environment she's familiar with. That's I see. So this was that. just like it was just the case itself that compelled her. It wasn't like mm -hmm. she had some sort of like familial connection or mm -hmm. anything. It just mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. want to do right by this guy, and mm -hmm. she was able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just incredible. I mean, as I, the conversation about what we can expect from athletes and, and what obligations they have to me is, is a really interesting one. The latter, I've never really been comfortable with attaching that word. Um, but to me, the lack of an obligation makes the action itself all the more commendable, right? I mean, Maya Moore did not have to do this. We don't have. Right. We should not expect this from from any athletes. But that she went out of her way to do it speaks volumes in a way that. Um, it's just hard to articulate, so definitely wanted so, to take some time to shout that out. Yeah, so 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 to to pick up on your point here, each athlete has to decide for him or herself exactly what their contribution uh, is going to be. And you know, listen, some 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 people want to do what Maya Moore did. Some people want to help people to vote. Well, it, it, yep. it doesn't matter what the issue. It doesn't matter how small. Just do something. 
Yeah. And, right. and find what it is that you, how, however it is that you can contribute and then contribute that to, to the cause. And so, um, you know, I, I, you know, for, for each of these individual athletes, athletes are going to have to figure that out for themselves. Um, and, and then act upon what moves them, what moves their heart and, 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 and get those things, uh, done, done to, to whatever degree. Yeah. Yeah. It's remarkable. Well said. It's, it's, uh, not about talking about it. It's about being about it. So really commendable stuff. We will now take it, uh, in a very, very different direction. This show. Yeah. Chris. Another, another hard left. All right. <laughs> another hard left. It's really hard without the ad breaks. Like I really, the rundown looks good. I didn't think about it. Do you want to give me like a little like happy music here? Just yeah. Like, yeah. Let's do a little great. something. Yeah. Let's get a little palate cleanser here. I believe we have a couple, uh, contestants ready to play the steps. Chris, oh. if you're not familiar with the steps, it's the hottest game show sweeping the nation. How could he not um, be familiar? We're going to have <laughs> one of tell our, vote about the steps. <laughs> one of our Great, great DNVR members is going to hop on the show. We're going to run them through a gauntlet, a Denver Nuggets trivia, NBA trivia gauntlet. They're going to have you there as a helper. So if you know the answer, you chime in. Um, you make sure they know. Don't let them screw up. It's a lot of responsibility. This loss or this win is on you. You should yeah. know. Yeah, I know. I took it on the chin. I led one of our longtime uh, members astray last night, and I could not fall asleep for up to one minute. And then I felt right asleep and I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, so we do have a new contestant, Jordan. I see you back there. Uh, we do have, we do have a brand new contestant. I believe brand new contestant here in Corbin. So Corbin, hello, hello. Hey, Corbin. Oh, we know yeah. Corbin from the watch parties. How you doing? Yes, brother? I'm good. I'm good. How are you all? Yeah, doing, I'm doing all right. Awesome. I'm trying to read your shirt. What's your shirt say? Oh, it's uh, Injury Reserves Arena Tour. Uh, nice. <laughs> rest in peace to Stepa J. Uh, he passed away <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. All right, Pete. There you go. Where are you calling us from tonight, Corbin? Uh, Platt Park. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. All right. Denver, baby. Yep. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Southside. Corbin, I know you've never been on the show, been oh. uh, participated in the steps before. Nice. Nice flex, too. That's a nice view. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but are you familiar with it? Do you, are you ready to go? Ready to dive into All this right. thing? Uh, a quick, a quick one's over would, wouldn't be a bad idea. You've got to answer so questions, bro. Just trivia, man. Pretty straightforward. You'll have Chris as your <laughs> helper. You can go to him. It doesn't have to be clues. He can give you the answer explicitly. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well quick question. How long have you been a Denver Nuggets fan? I've been a, I've been a very, I was a very casual Denver Nuggets fan starting roughly in the Carmelo era. Okay. All right. And then I, all right. I, I, I dropped off with Brian Shaw, as I'm sure a lot of us did. <laughs> okay. Listen, man, yourself, bro. Listen, Speak for yourself, bro. If it if it goes off the rails, um, just go <laughs> just ahead and blame it on Dempsey. Blame it on me. And if you lose, just blame it on me. We just we just did a we did a Nuggets trivia segment on um, Sports Social maybe yesterday. Uh, it was a little dicey, so if you, uh, know. <laughs> you know what the greatest part is that Harrison wrote these questions and he's not here to deliver them. So we will find out where Harrison's mindset is if he likes my, if he's into yeah, acceptance or chaos. Well, my my favorite is the first question today is actually when you have to have been watching the show recently. For so I'm very excited to go right in. Let's go. We have, Jordan, we have Jordan backstage. I'm going to allow Jordan to help out. Should we be in a pickle? I'm allowed. I'm going to allow him to help okay. out. Today. We'll say through the first five. Well, Adam. Okay. I'm glad you have the questions up because as is customary for when I host, I forgot to do that. So are you ready yeah. to take over? <laughs> the oh, nervous baby. music is oh, on. The music begins. Let's climb the steps. Question oh. number one. What brand of stationary bike has Harrison <laughs> been riding over the last two weeks? The Peloton Prince. That's Peloton yeah. Prince, baby. Yeah. <laughs> he gets extra points for knowing the, the, the print. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a heck of a pull. All right, question number two: What is the name of the area at Pepsi Center where DNVR members meet up during halftime of Denver Nuggets games? Oh gosh, the it's it's on the concourse section one. Oh, oh that's, that's yeah, it's like yeah, it's the concourse. It's yeah, but I forget what the actual term is. But yeah, it's down at the first Jordan, of the Jordan, help, help this man out. Jordan, help him the out. Patio. No, the patio. No, no, Jordan. The perch. Oh yeah, the perch. That is correct. <laughs> Did you know this one, Dempsey? Did you know this? That... Uh, no, I, I didn't know that one. So that's that was that's news to me. So yeah, that, <laughs> there you go. We'll see you at the perch, bro. Pretty we'd invite you, see but you're usually doing TV or something. Question number three. What natural disaster, geez, Harrison, what natural disaster 
Canceled the Nuggets Summer League opener last July. Was it A, a flood, B, a sandstorm, or C, an earthquake? I think it was a flood. No. You go. <laughs> Dempsey's over no, here trying to hop. Far. Yeah, you hop in. Just tell him, Dempsey. No, you know. Just tell him. Oh, you know, it was the earthquake. Yeah. Final answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, Dempsey, man. Great save yeah. right there. Incredible. That is- he was going over the edge. Reached to grab him. <laughs> uh, number four. What point guard wore number zero for the Nuggets last season? Oh, yeah. This is number four? It's number four. This is an easy one. Was it Lyles? Po- what? Uh, let me read the question again. <laughs> what point guard? A oh, point guard. Wore number zero for the Nuggets last season. Dempsey's stuck too. I love it. That's that's a good question right there. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Ah, uh, you know, I, I don't think this is that easy. This is kind no, of tough. Not. I mean, remember, no using computers or phones or IT or any type of technology. <laughs> no, no, no IT. Oh. No, no phones. Oh, <laughs> come on. No yeah. IT, no I don't, internet. I don't, I don't got it. Sorry. Uh, no, no, I, no, you can't use IT or Isaiah I, Thomas I, or. Uh, oh yeah, IT. Yeah, Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the wonderful yet short-lived Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! What a genius! He also he pulled that like from when you call him short. So. All right. Uh, <laughs> number five. What Nuggets player in 2016? made the second-most three-pointers by a freshman in NCAA history, just nine shy of Steph Curry? Oh, that's a good question. This is really did good. We, did we lose Corbin is the real question. He oh, did. we got it. We got it. We're back. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Do you know this one, Dempsey? I agree that one more time. What Nuggets player back in 2016 made the second most three-pointers by a freshman in ncaa history behind only steph curry okay mm. um it have been a college freshman college freshman. 2016 15 16 i suppose and then he came and played for the nuggets you know geez you know it's funny because um actually Corbin, you got it. You got an idea? Um, I don't. You got Harrison it. just le- leaving a wake of fire in his yeah, exit. Yeah, put some hard ones out here. Scorched <laughs> earth on the way out. <laughs> I mean, is the answer Jamal Murray? You gotta ask Corbin. I, I'll, I'll go with Jamal. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. I was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, awesome. All oh, right, he Corbin, just got. What? So you got an what? option here. So Corbin, you can take a sticker pack. We'll we'll mail it mm-hmm. to you. You win that, or you can risk it all. Try to get five more right and win a T-shirt. What do you want to do? I'll uh I'll stop here. But can I yeah. ask the next question for fun? Oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. Not? It yeah, was what the hell. <laughs> Who is Gary Harris's college coach? Oh, man. That's uh, Tom five. Izzo. Yeah, that's uh, that was number two. You would have been uh, one yeah. quarter of the way to a shirt if you didn't if you weren't playing it so close to the chest. Well, yeah. listen, a big congratulations to Corbin. Just the second yeah. man smart enough not just to get through five questions, but to call yeah. it a day. <laughs> Corbin, stick around after the show. We'll grab your details. We'll, we'll, we'll send that sticker okay. pack to you, brother. All right. Thank big you. thanks to Corbin for hanging out. Big thanks mm-hmm. to Chris Dempsey for uh, laying it down. We appreciate the knowledge, brother. Appreciate your time. We'll make Corbin give you. you having me. Thank you. I, I want to come back. Yeah, yeah. We'll make Corbin give you at least two of those stickers. There's five per sheet, but I mean, you really helped him out there quite a bit. <laughs> hey, man, after that, one, after that interview, you're welcome back anytime, man. We Dempsey, appreciate man, it. Honestly, thanks so much for coming. It was so good to see you, too. Like, it's it's good through these getting to see and talk to people that we take for granted that we got to see so often. And um, and people don't know this, but and, and, and I think you know this, Dempsey, maybe you don't, but literally every single person that covers the Nuggets at Pepsi Center looks up to Chris in one way or another. And I know for me personally, it's, 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 true. it's true. The few times that I have gotten into a pickle over the years, always, always Dempsey, the one that like sets me straight. So it was great to have you on. And 
Just wanted to say that before we got yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really I, I quickly, quickly. That. I appreciate that. I miss everybody. You know, it's um, um, it's a fun atmosphere, and you know, you can't say that about every media situation. <laughs> <You know? laughs> really quickly, the first time that I met Adam, I met Chris at the exact same time. Obviously, I don't have to tell Chris; he remembers this. But it was at the, <laughs> it was at the universe, <laughs> it was the uni reveal at the uh, Denver Performing Arts Center, and I saw Adam talking to Chris, and I inserted myself in the conversation, started talking about uniforms, and obviously, I don't have to tell Chris; he remembers. But it was a great convo. <laughs> I remember. Uh, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, we all know. I remember when I met Chris, he was like, who is this guy? <laughs> That's the end of the story. Hey, thanks so much to Chris. Then the next time I saw you, who are you again? Yeah. <laughs> and we're kind of still there to this day. Uh, but I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to all of you for watching, for laughing, for commenting. Uh, we may or may not be coming to you tomorrow with a Friday show. This could be a bang, bang play. Let's find anyway, out together. Take care. Be safe. Stay safe. Lovely. Singing the end part is my favorite part. It's the worst. All right, it's time to talk a little bit about Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. I'm going to go off-read here, guys, just just talk a little honestly about what Strava's done for me. I live with a lot of anxiety, especially in the mornings, and I need coffee. I, I need that energy, but it can also sort of exacerbate that anxiety I found. With Strava, with that CBD infusion, really takes the edge off of it, helps me approach the day not just with energy but a little more clarity in my thought, clarity of mind, and it helps a lot with physical pain as well, even IBS. So this stuff is huge. I, I drink coffee every day as it were. Why not make it Strava? The, the CBD enrichment makes all the difference in the world. So check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use DNVR20 at checkout and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. As Strava says, drink deeply and live fully. <laughs>